Our Christmas gospel comes from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 2. In those days, a decree went out from Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to the city of David called Bethlehem because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary, to whom he was engaged and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the inn. In that region, there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace among those whom he favors. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. Please be seated. Grace and peace to you from our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. I love the magic of Christmas Eve. The trees, the candles, silent night, kids bursting with expectation, trying to stay awake, family and friends gathered together all here in your Christmas finery. In this moment, everything is just perfect. Well, maybe not quite perfect. As much as we try to make Christmas perfect, it never quite meets those expectations. And, uh, You may have seen a skit this week from Saturday Night Live with Matt Damon about the best Christmas ever that talks about the trials and tribulations of trying to have a perfect Christmas, and Tad is going to show that for us right now. Did you have a Merry Christmas? Are you kidding me? That was the best Christmas ever. Really? Babe, I had a smile on my face from the moment I woke up. Are you kidding me? I think I 
was more excited than the kids. Yeah, I know. Honestly. I was the same way. Yeah. <laughs> they like their presents, right? Dana loves her playhouse. <laughs> you weren't up too late building it, were you? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it was a breeze. My family didn't ruin your day, did they? No. I love it we hosted this year. Mary, traffic was awful. Three hours. Whoa, you can't wait. <laughs> you sure? Honestly, babe, they made my day. <laughs> hey, Rach, is Cameron sick? How about you, the hostess with the most? Is taking care of everybody? How do you do it? I guess... I was just full of Christmas cheer. I don't know. <laughs> well, I had a perfect day. Me too. I mean, this is gonna sound corny, but... I don't know if it was you and the kids. You're not adopted. She's not adopted. Why would you tell me that? Or the family being here. I definitely felt some Christmas magic today. <laughs> I absolutely love them. Come on, guys. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Best Christmas ever? <laughs> Best Christmas ever. too good. <laughs> of course, there's no such thing as a perfect Christmas, but that doesn't seem to stop us from trying, does it? Preparing for Christmas is like this elaborate liturgy that just goes on for weeks and weeks. All the preparation, the movies, the shopping, the decorating, the music, the Christmas lights, it all leads us here tonight. It gets us ready into a certain heart space and head space to receive all the gifts of the holiday season. But sometimes we can place so much pressure on ourselves to try to make it the best Christmas ever. And yet the whole message of the Christmas story is that perfection is not the point. That God upends at Christmas all of our expectations. Remember the story? How does it start? An angel appears to Mary and she is terrified. She's a teenager engaged but not married. Her fiancé, Joseph, wants to send her away until another angel intervenes. And together they live for nine months with the scrutiny and speculation and the shame that they would have known in that time. And Luke tells us that the birth of their son comes at a bad time and in a difficult place under Emperor Augustus and Governor Quirinius. Because of the census, they have to travel from Nazareth to Bethlehem and they don't take an Uber down the Yitzhak Rabin Highway. They travel about 100 miles on donkey and on foot, which takes them about a week. And they finally get to Bethlehem, tired and sore and far removed from family and friends, and Mary is super pregnant, and the inns and Airbnbs are all full. They wind up not in a maternity ward, but in a stable, surrounded by animals and hay. And they're all on their own. No doctors, no nurses, no midwives. 
The first visitors to visit them are strange shepherds and wise men who come from another country. And so they get a few gifts along the way. But then they have to flee to Egypt because Herod orders the death of all infants in order to get rid of this foretold Messiah. It's probably all making, seem, it's probably all making your holidays seem just a bit better, right? I mean, what about this story is perfect besides Jesus? What about it meets any of our expectations or the expectations of the time when they thought this long-awaited Messiah was some kind of conquering hero? The story of Christmas is perfectly imperfect, and that's its real magic. That is the grace that the great God of the universe would come to us in this little child, a baby that humble and imperfect people can take into our arms and our hearts and hold. At Christmas, God comes to us amidst our imperfections, in spite of our own unrealistic expectations of ourselves. As a friend recently said, love is always seeking a place to be born. And it turns out that that place is your imperfect life. Your soul is the manger in which Christ makes his home. So are things less than perfect for you this Christmas? Not quite ideal? You got awkward family moments and travel woes? You fit right into this story. Not ready? Doubting, fearful, a little lost, missing someone? You don't feel at your best or like yourself? You fit right into this story. Are you expectant, hopeful, cautiously optimistic, or secretly cynical? There's a place for you here. Are you perfect? Well, stop, because you're making the rest of us look bad. (laughs) Jesus comes for all of us, every single one of us, for the jubilant and the sad, the worried, the weary, and the worn down. The Christ child comes for us all. He comes to tell us and to show us that love is stronger than hate. Life is stronger than death. Hope is stronger than despair. He shows us that nothing can separate us from the love of God, that there is no place that God cannot find us, that there is no place too dark where love can't shine a light. We have come here tonight to be reminded of these things and to breathe it in like the scent of the pine trees, to fill ourselves up, to drink it in deep in our soul, deep into our bones, and to carry it with us or to let it carry us until the next time we find ourselves again at the manger. You know, one of my favorite Christmas time traditions is uh, to go for a long walk at the end of the year and reflect back on the year that was. Uh, I walk down on Forbidden Drive in the Wissahickon Valley Park from Bells Mill Road to the Walnut Street Bridge and back. It's about nine miles and three hours. It's lots of time to think and to breathe as I recount the year's highs and lows. And it occurred to me during that walk that a year is really like journeying between Christmases. I mean, we usually think about Christmas as kind of a one-off, right? We get the big buildup, there's the big night, and maybe we get the 12 days of Christmas if we're lucky, but then it all seems to go right back to normal. But what if we reframe that? What if a year, this revolution of the earth around the sun, is itself for us a journey back to the manger and the Son of God? 
Oftentimes, the spiritual life is described as kind of a spiral that circles around and around, and you pass the same place, but each time it's a little different. And Christmas is a little bit like that. Each year, we circle back around. We find our way here to church, to Bethlehem in the manger, to remember that the light still shines, that love is strong, that hope endures, and that our faith has not been in vain. And even if you do the very same things for Christmas year after year, every Christmas is different because we are different. You know, my wife's family has been making the same Christmas Eve sandwich loaf since 1955. 63 years and counting. And so some things apparently are eternal. But other things change, and sometimes quite dramatically in our lives. In the last year since we have been here together, we've learned and we've grown. We've experienced pain and loss. We've seen accomplishments and known joy. We've experienced so many things together as a community, as families, and as individuals. And tonight, we bring all of those things to the manger. We squeeze in next to Mary and Joseph and the animals and the shepherds. We bring all of these experiences, our whole lives, to the manger, and we place it down beside it, like the gifts of the wise men or the little drummer boy or the littlest angel. And together, we look upon the face of God, the face of hope, the face of love. You know, I grew up in a church that's called Holy Nativity Lutheran Church, the symbol of which was not a cross, but a manger. And so, of course, Christmas Eve was a big deal growing up there. I can still remember the solo that Miss Kay would sing for Silent Night every year. But during the rest of the year, it was a reminder that Christmas isn't just once a year or one day a year. Christmas is our reality. Every time that we would go to church, no matter the time of year, or we'd drive by it and I'd see the image of the Holy Family on the outside of the church, it was a reminder that God didn't just come once a long, long time ago in a manger far, far away, but God still comes to us, is still born to us every day in the very same way, gentle, humble, loving, born into our imperfect world and into our imperfect lives. And so I pray tonight that your Christmas celebrations tonight and tomorrow will be beautiful and blessed, but I pray even more that you will know the love and beauty and grace and peace of Christmas each and every day until we meet again here next year. And I wish you a very merry and imperfect Christmas. Amen.